From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Our hope is that you will be encouraged and equipped through this podcast as we have conversations with friends from around the world. You can subscribe to our podcast and go to our website, firebornministries.com, and sign up for our email list to stay up to date on Fireborn Ministries. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. And now we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hey, thank you so very much for joining into Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. I want to encourage you guys. I have a free five-day prophetic activation download for you. It's right here on the streaming notes, and it's also in the podcast description and podcast notes to draw near to Jesus and to be activated to hear God's voice and to prophesy. But guys, I want to jump into today's very special interview. I've got Skylar Lewis who's a Christian businessman, who's an entrepreneur, who has the Rise Up Kings podcast. And as a podcaster myself, I'm busy with content and everything, but I am subscribed to Skylar Lewis's Rise Up Kings podcast. I'm excited for what God is doing in him and through him as he ministers to men and sees life transformation. Please welcome Mr. Skylar Lewis to Adventures in the Spirit. Skylar, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, man, I'm excited. I haven't uh, haven't been on a podcast in a couple months, so... I was uh, interested in jumping on yours. Yeah, glad well, to be here. It's an honor and a pleasure. Uh, Skylar, I would love to hear your story, uh, your testimony of how you came to Jesus so that our audience, the, the those watching, viewing, or listening into this, will get to know who you are and what God has done in your life. Yeah, I mean, so my journey my journey is kind of interesting and, and maybe matches uh, some, some other people's journeys that may be listening, but... You know, my mom was a uh, was a dedicated kind of just strong Christian. My parents got divorced when I was early uh, when I was young. I was four years old, and my parents. Um, all right, my dad wasn't a believer, but my mom was, and so I lived with my mom a lot of the time. And so I grew up in the church. Um, and so I ended up getting baptized when I was eight and accepted Jesus into my life. And that that wasn't the um, that wasn't the end of it, right? As maybe many of our journeys kind of show up that way, right? I started there, right? I accepted Jesus, but then I I really didn't have the tools necessary to really live a life on fire for Jesus. I was lacking some of those specific tools and really just true dedication. Because what I saw was my mom was a diehard Christian, but she was lacking personal kind of growth tools. So she would, she had addictions to alcohol and the drugs she didn't know how to like manage her emotions, so she would be flipping out all the time. But she loved Jesus with all of her heart. But she didn't know how to create success, like emotionally, right, physically, even spiritually, her spiritual maturity. And so she kind of stagnated. She was stagnant for my entire life, and even to this point, even to this day. If you're listening, mom, I love you. But even to this day, she um, she's improved, but not not tremendously, right? She's kind of just had this slower slower journey because. I believe that there needs to be a combination of a couple things to really accelerate someone's life and spiritual growth also. And so I accepted Jesus when I was, you know, eight and went on a journey of 
you can call it backsliding or really trying to figure it out through all the way up until I was about 24, 25 years old. And when I, I met my wife, actually, when I was 20, 22, and that's really where I started to understand the need to not only love Jesus, right, but also to be living a life that's in alignment with scripture and with the way Christians should live. And so that at that point, right, when me and my wife got married, that's really when I made a decision that I needed to start living differently and really glorify God at, at a higher level in my life than what I was doing, right? Because I was a Christian, but most people didn't know I was a Christian unless I mentioned it. So that's a little bit about my path and my journey. Well, awesome. And you're a Christian businessman. You've had a lot of different business ventures, a lot of lessons learned. How did God call you into the business realm and make an impact there? Yeah, it's interesting. I've always, I feel like I've always been an entrepreneur. I started my first business, I think when I was about 11, started going door to door and, and offering like uh, handyman type services and to clean up people's yards and things like that. I actually had business cards made. And so I, I early on, I just had this desire to go create, to go build to be in the marketplace, even as a little kid. So I started that way. I ended up joining a multi-level marketing company when I was about 15. I was running appointments and doing um, recruiting people to get on my team. And I just, I just had this drive to build and to create. And so, yeah, man, I, I feel like God has a calling in each of our lives or he's given us all unique skill sets, right? And mine happens to be this, all unique passions and drives. And so being in tune with that's critical. And so I feel like my, my purpose, which is tied to also my passion and what like energizes me the most is creating in the marketplace, is building, is uh, developing, is working with people. And so looking back, I can see that interest, you know, that path that God was kind of setting me on. And then, which is, which has taken me all the way to the point that I am now. Right. But it was through a lot of different challenges and struggles and, issues and i mean i, I had a it was a, definitely a roller coaster of life that i've that i've lived so far to this to this point which is what also allows me to serve men at, at a higher level too because of the you know experiences i've had right especially the last this last season that we've all found ourselves in you know we've all had to pivot did you have to change anything in your approach or your business model especially in this last year 2020 now that we're in 2021 what was it like having to hold on, change and pivot, but also see God work through it. Yeah, I, I'd love to say, well, it was interesting. So Rise Up Kings, we launched, we were doing some things previously, but we launched our, our live event, our first live event in January of 2020, right before the pandemic hit, right? So we were doing live events. So it pretty much stopped us in our tracks for live events. And so we had to pivot. We did some more things virtually. But I really, it just required it to trust in the Lord. I, I, I think for a lot of people uh, during this pandemic, right, it's required a whole new level of trust and faith that God's in control. And I, I mean, and the blessing in it all is that the whole world was going through it, right? Which kind of, I guess, made it easier also at the same point, right? If it was just you, right, where your business was just getting, you know, destroyed or something happened, then it, it would probably be a lot harder. But considering the whole world was experiencing this, it actually... I think gave some other people peace and just more relaxation and trust knowing, hey, okay, God's gonna, you know, get it handled. And so for me, I just had to go back and and really just connect with God and realize that uh, he's got it all in, in under control and he has a plan and a purpose 
for my life. And I knew that. And so that I knew that he would just continue working whatever was, was going to, to be worked out. And so, yeah, so we, 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 we didn't necessarily pivot. We just paused, we paused for months and then God started again. And God's just been, I mean, incredibly, he's been incredibly just gracious in the way he's blessed, not only my water and fire restoration company, uh, which I started that about 10 years ago, but also uh, Rise of Kings, which is just a pretty epic, yeah, I guess you call it ministry, but just program for, for businessmen. I would so. love for you to tell us a little more about Rise Up Kings because it is, I love your podcast. I'm encouraged by it. And I love the, the your guests that you've interviewed, but can you describe it? Because you're doing something that a lot of people a lot of ministries, say in my world, probably have not considered. Can you can you let us know how God gave you the vision to Rise Up Kings and then what you're implementing? Yeah, well, the reason I started Rise Up Kings so early, I mean, life's challenging. It's challenging for 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 people to reach their potential. Like we get stuck, we get comfortable, things pop up, and and I've always had this intrigue with really maxing out in life. And but I, again, like I talked about early on, I didn't have the tools necessary. So I had this fire that I wanted to go create and build and just be something and do something great and become something great. But I didn't have I didn't have any path, any very clear path on like what does it look like, right? We have the Bible, which is all about right, just growing closer and really just really knowing God. And this book is all about right living a great life. But there's some there's some pieces that I needed to like go and search and find out on my own. So early on in my relationship with my wife, right when we first met, I didn't I was young and immature, right, and I didn't I didn't have some of the tools or associations or uh, mentors necessary to kind of lead me on that path. And so I ended up making a horrible decision, and you know I cheated on the woman that I cared about the most because of my just again lack of dedication to God, lack of mentors in my life and just good spiritual. Uh, that's one thing I highly recommend for anybody listening to this. If you don't have a spiritual mentor, somebody that's really pouring into your life, it is a critical part of spiritual success, relationship success, like really creating abundance in those, in those areas. I just was on this path of trying to figure out how do I live a great life? How do I live a great life? How do I reach my potential? And so as I got into business more and more, and as our businesses started to grow, I realized I didn't have, um, I struggled with balance, right? I would focus on business and growing, you know, in business that for some people might be growing their ministry. But then as I was doing that, I would go all out on it. But then my wife and my kids would suffer because I wasn't being as connected. I, I really had a hard time taking my business hat off and then being now playing Legos with the kids, right? And then back to the intense business focus. So what I would do is I'd focus on business and then I would go and I would say, hey, that's not working. I need to pull back. I need to work less. I need to be more balanced. So I'd go focus on spending time with my family. But then guess what would suffer? My business, my businesses would suffer, right? They wouldn't grow at that level. And so my relationships would improve. And so I, I just played this teeter-totter and just going back and forth. And that, and I just went on a, I did this for years. And I, I said, there's got to be a better way. Like I sat on the couch and just, thought about it. And I said, you know what, there has to be a better way for people to manage all of this because it's so challenging, right? I have my fitness, my body, my health, and what we call the four pillars, right? We have our faith, family, fitness, and our finances. 
How do you manage all those spinning plates and how do you improve on all those simultaneously and how do you excel at a really high level in all of those? And so I went on a journey of personal development, personal growth, went to a ton of seminars and read a ton of different books and hired coaches and really tried to master each of those pillars. And then I eventually came up with a system which we teach at Rise Up Kings where we just basically help men utilize the specific system so they can uh, not even stay balanced, but so they can excel every single day in all of those areas. And we do that through not only teaching them, but we do that through a, through a really intense three-day like boot camp. Um, there's really nothing like it uh, for Christian business owners. I mean, we go, it's one of the most, pretty much almost everybody says it's the most intense experience that they've ever had in their entire life. And because I've realized a lot of men are comfortable, we get to a place of comfort and we don't excel and we're not willing to do the uncomfortable things. So if I can get men in an uncomfortable position, right, then they will, they'll be more likely to go do the uncomfortable things in business, in their marriage, have those really hard conversations, spend the time that they need to in the word, like they'll go dedicate those specific, they'll do those hard things, but not until we break them out of their comfort zone and break them out of this place of mediocrity or being average. And so this experience is all about just breaking through, reigniting a fire and helping guys to show up with this fire, this passion, and this willing to do whatever it takes to get to the next level. I love that. And uh, I'm excited for what you're doing and these events like you described as a boot camp. We need more programs such as yours. Can you share some life transformation testimonies from people who've gone through your three-day event? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll share something else before I go into those. You know, initially I thought it was going to be just focused on business owners, right? And then maybe some light faith aspect. But what I realized is there's such a huge need for Christians to live a life that's like irresistible life that people are attracted to, right? Because what I found is there's so many Christians that people, uh, I mean, to be real and raw, aren't attracted to, right? So there's people that, right, there's, there's men that live these lives where they're not passionately connected to their, their wife and they're not having sex regularly. And they're not, they don't have this like intimacy and this deep connection. What, if, if we're trying to glorify God and, and really bring people in from the outside into our world, right, part of that is living a life that people would also want to, to live and, and to be like. So, and so, you know, like my mom, what turned me off is I never wanted to be like my mom. And I saw so many Christians where I'm like, I don't really like that life doesn't seem attractive to me. You know, their their marriage is decent. Like this guy's really dedicated to God, but his marriage is decent. He's out of shape and he's broke. I'm like, that just, I struggle with that. And there's a lot of people that struggle with that. And so my movement with a certain group, right, of business owners is not for everybody is to help these men live irresistible lives where people look at them and say, I, I really want that. It looks like they have it all. Like yeah. you can love God plus you can have a successful business. That's cool, I didn't know that. You can love God plus be healthy, be in shape and be on fire in your marriage. Like that's amazing, like I want that. And so that was where we've just put all of our energy and our focus on is helping men live irresistible lives that glorify God at like the highest level by the way they live. And so we do that through this event and we get messages almost daily from these men. So we just had a guy, um, I mean, I could start anywhere, but a, a small percentage of men or a decent percentage 
uh, of men are struggling in their marriage when they come to this event. Yeah. So they've lost some of the passion, some of the flame, some of the fire. And some of them have made some mistakes, honestly, too, in their marriages, right? They've been watching porn and just struggling with like intimacy or whatever it may look like. And so they come to this event just completely renewed. So we have a guy um, that his marriage was saved because he came to this event, realized that he was he was using porn and these other things as a ways to sedate and to like to fulfill his like there's a hole inside of him. So he went through this experience and was able to like break free from some of these bondages, really understand that God is like has a plan for his life. And it just created a brand new fire where he's investing in his marriage every day now. So we usually have about three guys, three to four guys at every event where their marriages are transformed. Um, And then we have guys that, I mean, have stopped doing drugs, stopped porn. Uh, We have guys that are building uh, businesses where they actually are bringing God into the marketplace and their businesses. So anyway, we have, we have stories all day long of guys just really stepping up and, and it starts with us. Men, men are not stepping up at the level that they're called to step up into, right? They're playing small relative to God's potential for them. And so men are not leaning at the level. And so women are stepping up. Women are powerful. And so women are stepping up to fill the gaps for men, right? Women if a man is not leading a certain area, the woman will show up and she'll go handle it all. And so my mission is to really help men also step up into their leadership role, be the responsible man where the wife is like, I know my guy will do whatever it takes and I trust his decisions no matter what. A lot of women don't trust their men's decisions. They, they, so they, they, they push back on them all the time and guys are like, well, I don't feel respected. Well, it's, hey man, you haven't, you haven't even proven that you're worthy of being respected. I get it. Our jo- our wife's job is to respect the man, but she can't trust you at this point because of the, some of the decisions that you've made. Yeah. And so how are you now going to live differently where she can trust you and really like back you with everything that she has all of her heart, right? All of her soul, she'll be backing you and following you. And so I want to get back to that place because women, women are tainted at this point uh, with the way men have led. Would you mind unpacking? You said men need to step up. Now, I'm a lot like you and every other man, you know, uh, I'm married, I got four kids, live a busy life. But the older I get, I think the wiser I become. When I was younger, I was stupid, I need to grow. But I've learned communication in my marriage is key communication with uh, anybody I'm friends with or even uh, doing business with communication is key. But how can men in this day and age, step up? I mean, they probably need healing in a lot of areas because I was healed mm-hmm. PTSD from combat and it was yeah. a process of yeah. time and it was supernatural and progressive. Uh, so I got a healing. And then in time, I mean, God did miraculous things in, in my life ministry and my marriage. But what can men do just to, if there's a person watching or listening in who is down and out at the moment, they're broken. What would you say to them of the, the steps that they could do to step up? Yeah, there's two different things there. If somebody's broken or, or complacent or, or having a lack of passion in their life, right, they need to find some fire. Because what, what I believe and what I found is that when men are living on purpose and they have something that they're living for, they bring that into their marriage. They bring that into the way they show up with their kids. They bring that same exact passion and fire into every area of their life. And so if they're lacking a 
a if they're either broken or lacking a passion or fire they need to go on a search on a diehard search to find out like what has god called me to do like why am i on earth like what is my purpose like what what why why am i here like what's the point of all this and so finding something that finding the the reason that they're here or even getting close to the reason that they're here something that they can start living for so that's one thing and then number two is right if you're not living on purpose taking a giant risk and and try to start to live on purpose whether that be finding a new job like if you don't love what you do how do you ever expect to reach your potential and live on fire but most people they'll stay in jobs or they'll stay in businesses or areas where they're not fulfilled that is a recipe for failure to stay in a place where you're not fulfilled or to not be able to find fulfillment from that something needs to change so it's, a lot of this goes to just self-reflection really looking and saying hey what what am, what do i want to do what do i love and what has god called me to do and then how do i start making moves start taking action and then the third thing i, was, I would say is associations associations are one of the more powerful parts of um, a man reaching his potential right when you hang around average people or people that are in the same position that you are maybe if you want to get out of that position then you're going to be stuck there so for me i realized the power of associations luckily early on i grew up in a place called hemet which was uh you know i lived in a little 700 square foot mobile home and then we eventually upgraded to a 700 square foot house and you know i, I grew up in that i lived in a shed in the backyard uh, of the house. Uh, that was my room. I tricked it out. It was a pretty cool little shed. And so I, I grew up around that and I realized how important associations were. I didn't want to stay in that position. And so I continued to put myself around other people that were more successful spiritually, emotionally, you know, financially than I was. So I moved out of Hemet. I moved to a place called Menifee. Then I moved to a place called Murrieta, then Temecula, then Costa Mesa, and then now we're in Newport Beach where there happens to be a ton of kingdom builders, like a ton of people that are like making mi hundreds of millions and doing a massive amount for God's kingdom, massive. So I wanna be around those people right. that are like just committed to Christ at the highest level and doing everything they do is all pointing in that direction, but they're creating success also. And so associations are critical. So going to a churches going to your church starting to find people that seem like that guy seems like he has it all together or that guy seems like he's like on point i want to go spend some time with him let me go take him out to lunch let me go start to to have some of these other people pouring and either gain some mentorship or just start to build some strong associations with people that are maybe a couple level levels higher than you are in certain areas of your life so that is insanely critical to reaching your potential to leveling up in life is surrounding yourself with people that are where you want to be. I mean, it's, it's one of the most important things, right? You hang around, you know, people that are spiritually deficits and you're going to most likely be in that same range. And so I'm a huge believer in that. Again, most people listening will probably not take action on that, but there'll be a couple of people that will say, you know what, that's a great point. I'm going to go, I'm going to go find some people that are, or I'm going to start to distance myself from some of my associations that are not serving me. And I'm going to go to associations that really kind of pour into me. That is so good. I appreciate you sharing that, that, uh, we, yeah, we need to associate with the right people. My wife and I, we call it the proximity principle, you know, mm -hmm. who do we want to become like, and then it, there is the law of attraction and there's the anointing and there's the call of God. And, you know, we, we go to what we're attracted. We, and we attract 
things for the glory of God. Uh, and if we want to associate with people who are successful, or in my case, people who are prophetic or things, mm -hmm. I need to take steps yep. to go there. Skylar, this was awesome. Thank you so much for being on Adventures in the Spirit. If you don't mind, we've just got two more minutes. Would you pray for anybody out there who's watching or listening? Just be led of the Spirit as to how to pray for them. Father in heaven, Lord God, I thank you for um, I thank you for the people that are listening to this and for the people that um, are ready to take their lives on and their relationship with you on um, to the next level, Lord. And I pray for the people that are listening to this, that they just, they start to open up their heart. They start to spend more time in the word, in your word, connecting with you, Lord, and really understanding what they're called to do and, and who they're called to be, Lord God. I pray that you give direction to the people that are listening to this and a renewed passion and flame. Lord, to go do your work, to go glorify you through the way they live every single day in their faith, in their marriages, Lord, with their bodies and in their businesses or in their professions or their careers, Lord God. I pray that they glorify you through the way they show up. And Lord, I pray that you just uh, pray the Holy Spirit just shows up and works, uh, works his magic, Lord, and, and just, just, just infiltrates their souls, Lord God. And and gives them a, new, a renewed sense of hope and uh, and passion, Lord. And I thank you for everything you're doing in our lives. And uh, I just praise your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if anybody out there is watching this overseas in Pakistan, if you need to give your life to Jesus, please feel free to call the number on your screen. Or if you have prayer requests, call the number on your screen so that uh, someone right now can pray with you and for you in Jesus' name. And I had Skylar Lewis right here on Adventures in the Spirit with Jared Lasky. Skylar, what is the best way for people to get more information and to connect with you? Yeah, it would just be on uh, riseupkings.com, uh, or you can search Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R Lewis, L-E-W-I-S on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Awesome. Thank you, Skylar, for being on Adventures in the Spirit. And as always, if you're listening to this, please subscribe, rate, review, and even share it with your friends on Apple, Spotify, Google, and the Charisma Podcast Network and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for listening to our conversation in Adventures in the Spirit. We hope that this podcast encouraged and inspired you to press into Jesus and launches you into your own adventure. You can stay up to date with Fireborn Ministries by going to our website, firebornministries.com, and like us on Facebook. And may you have your own Adventures in the Spirit. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeart Radio app or wherever you get your podcasts.